Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Today is Saturday, the 11th of February. This is it, the weekend, the big game, tomorrow night at 6.30. Of course, we're going to break down who's going to win that game and why. We're going to be talking some lightning hockey after the all-star break here had a good week after a shaky start and of course we're going to be talking some nba lebron james and the trade deadline the number here 877-448-7901 sports at power 901.com is the email if you want to reach us that way we'll be right back to kick off the show in the gymnasium on power 90.1 do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886. Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, football fans. Tomorrow, finally, the big day is here. All the talk, all the hoopla, all the drama from the last two weeks will actually wind down and will take care of business on the field. The Chiefs and the Eagles. If you look at the similarities, first of all, between two these two teams, there are some things that are you know, very eerie, actually. And I'm going to start with this. Both teams have the exact same record, 16-3. and three. This year, both teams have exactly 546 points scored this year. Both teams are at number one seed. Of course, Philly with the NFC and KC with the AFC. And both teams have exactly six players that were selected to the Pro Bowl. So there's some similarities there that make you shake your head a little bit. And I think that's where they stop. You're going to look at a game tomorrow and you're going to have two teams. You know, two and a half years ago, Philly was, I, I think, 4-11 and 11, um, getting ready to uh, play Nate Sudfeld in a game with playoff implications. Doug Peterson was the coach. Um, you know, Carson Wentz, I think, was the quarterback at that time. And that was when the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts and... Of course, Wentz melted down and they had a battered offensive line and, you know, the rest from there. So now the Eagles are back. Harry Roseman, the GM, he uh, did a great job. He, he did what the fans wanted. He got rid of Wentz, um, got rid of Peterson as well. And that's when all the good things started to happen for Philly. On the other side, you have Andy Reid. Andy Reid was with Philly, I think, for 14 years. He did win an NFC championship and lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl with them. But Reed's a great coach, and I think that you're going to have two coaches that are going to go out there, and they're not afraid to take chances. That's what I like about both of these guys. If you see a fourth and two, fourth and three, and it's um, or a fourth and five for that matter, depending on where they are in the field, both of these guys are going to say, you know what, I have enough confidence in my players to go for the first down. And more, time, more times than not, they're going to go out there and, and move the chains and, and keep the game going. 
The one thing you want to remember in this game, though, with the coaches is that when Reed first took over Kansas City, Sirianni was on the coaching staff and he did get fired by Reed when Reed took over. So is that going to be in the back of, of Sirianni's mind? I don't know how it couldn't be. So, of course, he's going to remember that. Is that going to affect anything once the uh, ball gets kicked off? Probably not. Probably not. So what's going to happen during the game? Let's look at what I've said all year long on this show. The team that advances to the playoffs and ultimately wins everything are the teams that can do two things. What are they? Join with me. The teams that can run the ball and stop the run. Those are the two things that we've harped on the whole year. Which of these two teams do that better? The Eagles do it better. The Eagles have probably the best offensive line in the NFL. They've been together for a while now. And behind that line, the Eagles have the best running attack in the NFL. So if you look at those two, are the Eagles going to just run the ball? Not necessarily. It's really a, a death by a thousand cuts with Philly, if you will, because they've had games where they've had 350 plus yards running the ball, and they've had games 300 plus, 350 plus in the air. So they can do it both ways. Now, add a mobile quarterback to that mix with Jalen Hurts when he's healthy, and we'll talk about that in a second. But when he's healthy, now you have the, the triple threat. So Philly can run the ball. The offensive line can give enough protection to Hurts back there so he can find some plays downfield. Or he can take off and run it in the RPO offense that Philly runs so well. So should it be a, a high-scoring game when you have Philly on one side and then you have Mahomes the consensus number one quarterback in the league again, all pro, all everything, tight end, Travis Kelsey as his go-to receiver. Are those the team? Are those the guys that are going to be you know, in a shootout for the Super Bowl, or is it going to be a low-scoring defensive battle? If you say it's going to be low-scoring a defensive battle, then who do you give the nod to from the defensive side of the ball? Again, that would be Philly. Philly's front four, they've had first time, I think, since they started keeping stats that four guys have had over 10 sacks each. Philly has done that. They've had 70 sacks this year so far. Led the NFL in that. So they're going to get after the opposing quarterback. They're going to get after Patrick Mahomes. Do they want to go after him on every down? No. They're going to pick their they're going to pick their spots. You can pressure a quarterback without quote unquote pressuring him all the time. Look at what the Bucks did to Mahomes 2 years ago when the Bucks won the NFL Super Bowl. Yeah, they pretty much shut Mahomes down. They had a great game plan. Do you think Sirianni looked at that film? In the last two weeks? Yeah, I, I would think so. So from a standpoint of when the Chiefs have the ball, are they able to run a little bit? They might be able to run a little bit. Mahomes is definitely the wild card because he can scramble and still see the field and still make some unbelievable plays. 
and that will keep them in the game for a while. But don't forget, when you're talking about a team that's going to pressure you all the time, you have Hassan Reddick, you have Javon Hargrave, then you got the two defensive ends there, Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat. That's going to be a devastating day, even more so than it was when the Bucks pressured Mahomes a couple of years ago in that Super Bowl. So what are the Chiefs going to do from an offensive standpoint? I think if I'm Philly's defense, I devise a good game plan and I take away Travis Kelsey and I say, go ahead, Mahomes, you're going to have to have a career day running the ball with that high ankle sprain that you have and you're going to have to get lucky on some deep plays to go ahead and beat us. So, And I don't think that can happen. I don't think that Kansas City can sustain that for the whole four quarters. On the other side of the ball, we talked about Mahomes without high ankle sprain. How about Hurts? Is he fully recovered? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that watching him play against San Francisco and the Giants, he's not the same person that he was during the year when he was in the contention for the Heisman candidate, uh, Heisman candidate, the um, MVP of the league. So Hurts did not look the same to me as he did during that point of time. However, because the offensive line is so strong and they can protect him, he should be able to take advantage of a weaker Chiefs secondary. And I look for Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown to torch the defenders on the Chiefs in the secondary. And I think that the Eagles go up quickly in this game. And when the Chiefs go ahead and try to make the adjustment to take away that deep threat, then you're going to have Goddard open in the middle. And if you haven't seen all year long watching these games, watch some film, the Chiefs do a very poor job of covering the opposing team's tight end. Um, so I think that Goddard is going to have a, a, a huge game as well. And then don't forget, Hurts, even though he may not be 100%, he's still going to be able to go out there and run the ball when he needs to. So the one thing about the Eagles offense that you have to remember is that they can score points on you from a lot of different ways. But what they can do so well is what we said when we started this segment is they can run the ball. In all of their wins this year, they've had at least one six and a half minutes sustained drive where they just ran the ball, moved it forward, pushed the chains forward and continued the drive and just eat time off the clock, which if you want to look at it, that's probably the best way of beating Mahomes and company keep their offense on the bench so should it be a close game on paper it should be do I think it will be I don't I think that Philly is going to go out there take a lead early Uh, I think they're going to force Mahomes into a couple mistakes and then once Philly gets the lead in the second half I think they're going to just try to run the ball And I don't think it's going to be as high of a scoring game as it possibly could be for the reason that I just mentioned. They're going to take the air out of the ball and just just run it and take time off the clock. Now, when you have Mahomes on the other side, that's always um, um, 
a threat that you don't want to, it's a risk that you don't really want to sustain all the time. But I, I do think that this is just Philly's year from what I've seen. And I think that this team is believing in themselves. And I really don't see a weakness in any part of this team's game. Does a better team always win? No. But if I had to pick someone right now, I would say that the Eagles win this game. And I say that they win it somewhere between um, 10 and 14 points. I'm going to say 34 Philly, 20 Kansas City in a game that really isn't as close as a lot of people thought it would be. The spread right now is one and a half. I look for that to go up probably higher three and a half maybe even four by the time the game kicks off but love to hear your thoughts the number here is 877-448-7901 jimmybsports.com is the website you can get on there and shoot me an email let me know what you think and of course your thoughts are always welcome it should be a good game for a while but i think when it's all said and done they're going to be greasing the poles again in Philly, and they're going to have one heck of a parade there. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You're in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at thepropertyshopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. How about those lightning? We had the break last weekend with the All-Star Game. Those of you that had a chance to watch that, you saw some great skills challenges. Um, that, that was all fun to watch, but they, they came back to reality this week and started back up with the uh, play didn't get off to a real good start. We lost to the Panthers 7-1 the first game back. It was either Monday or Tuesday. We got that one out of the way, shook off the dust, came back a couple days later and played the Sharks, San Jose Sharks. That was a game that we played better in than the previous one against Florida, but we did lose in overtime, 4-3. Uh, to three. We let that one get away, no doubt. And after those two losses, they regrouped and came back on Thursday night with one of their, I, I think, best played games of the year. 5-0 against the Colorado Avalanche. If you looked at that game and were able to see it, you saw Vasilevsky playing like Vasilevsky of old. You saw a team that went out there and they caused turnovers uh, that Colorado typically doesn't doesn't make if you watch that team. So um, they went out there and they just had an, an all-around great game. We'll be playing at Dallas today, playing the Stars. And I look forward to seeing the Lightning continue um, what they've been doing the last game here. Right now we have 68 points right behind Toronto, who has 70. Then, of course, now Boston... Uh, head and shoulders, at least in points right now. 
But again, the last time we played Boston, we played them very well. We beat them. And this team is not afraid of playing anyone in a seven-game series. And I can't say the same about teams playing us. They don't want to meet us in a seven-game series. So I think that if, if you look at this team right now, Braden Point who I have said time and time again is the spark plug of this team. If he was healthy last year in the Stanley Cup Finals, I think we would have won three in a row and working towards our fourth right now. But nonetheless, Braden's having a great season, 32 goals as we speak right now, um, 11 of those power play goals. Kucherov is Kucherov. He's got 56 assists and 76 points, which is unbelievable. Uh, he might be setting a record here before the season is over. Um, and just the whole team, if you look up and down the board on what this team has done, whether it's the first line, second, third, fourth line, it doesn't really much matter because these guys are out there, they have each other's backs, and when they're when they're fully focused, and of course, you're not going to be able to focus for every game during the season, but when they're out there and they're focused as a team and they're firing on all cylinders, you have, we mentioned Kucherov with 76 points, Braden Point has 59 of those, Stamkos right there with 57 points, Hagel, who has been, if you watch the hustle that he had the other night in the game against Colorado, unbelievable, you know, he and Sorelli on the give and go back and forth and Hagel actually got the goal on that one. He's got 44 points so far this year. He has 21 goals and he's having a fantastic season. Killorn with a great pass behind him um, in the other game. He had, he had 14 goals so far this season, 37 points. Sergachev, 36 points. Hedman, on and on. It goes Paul, Colton, Perry, you can go up and down the, the line here. No, Cernak playing tough defense. Patty Maroon, tough defense. And this team is right where they need to be right now. The second half of the season started a little more than halfway through, obviously, with the All-Star break being behind us now. But what would you like to see this team do more of? Of course, consistency and you know, not being lackadaisical on some plays in the two losses that we had earlier this week, there were some lapses, maybe a couple bad passes. One of them I remember from uh, Vasilevsky just you know put it on the wrong place on the board behind the goal and you know, ended up paying for it with a, a goal the other way. So those things happen. Get them all out of the system now and, and get ready for a strong finish. And I think that when you think about it, the coaching job, what Cooper has done and, and the staff at this point uh, in the year, being able to rest people as they need to, being able to go out there and make some changes to some lines. Um, you know, Cooper, is, for those of you that don't know it, is the longest tenured coach now in the NHL. And you know, his his ability, his strength, I believe, is his ability to understand the team, know when to push back, know when to kind of let it go, know when to let the captains talk when they have to. And putting all those things together for the last four or five years is really fun to watch this team. And I, I 
it's, I say time and time again that it's the best ticket in town. It's fun to go see, and um, it's it's mostly affordable and fun to watch. Vinick and the ownership has done a great job. Brisbois has put together you know, great teams with his uh, strategizing over the years, if you will. And nothing but an upside to this team as well. They're still coming into their own. I don't believe we've seen the best team uh, play from everyone so far. Now, Perbix, when he gets oh out there fully healthy, when you see Colton Perry playing out there together, uh, the defense is going to be able to, I think, improve the most and really shut some teams down as we get ready for the playoffs here. We'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. You can go to sports at power901.com. I want to know who your favorite player is on the team and why is it an offensive player is it a defensive player is it the big cat between the pipes let me know what you think we'll be right back to keep the show going you are in the gymnasium on power 90.1 here's a real life story that affects 50 percent of all of us out there it's called divorce if you've gotten divorced and now you're struggling to pay your bills and your credit card debts are completely out of control, you need to call this special debt relief hotline right now. We help people with all kinds of money problems caused by different life challenges, a divorce, a job loss, even heavy medical bills. Paid for by Debt.com. Call now at 800-810-4086. 800-810-4086. 800-810-4086. That's 800-810-4086. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Been a crazy week in the NBA for sure. Congratulations to LeBron James on surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring mark with 38,390 points. That's amazing, huh? I mean, congratulations to LeBron. I don't agree with most of what he has to say most of the time, but there is no doubt uh, he has my respect on the court for what he's done. Um, I think that at 38 years old, he actually looks like he's in better shape than he was the last year and a half or so. He keeps his body in shape, and he may be able to go out there and have some more longevity for a couple more years. Um, he wants to play with his son, Bronny, if you talk to him. I'm not quite sure if the stars are going to align for that to happen. However, um, no, he did go out there and he's having a great career. Congratulations on breaking the record. And you know what? Records were made to be broken. He'll be the first one to tell you that. Um, Jabbar had a great career and, you know, those two guys don't see eye to eye on a lot of things as well. But they did come together and pass the um, ball from one to the other, if you will, the other night when he broke the record. So... That was one thing that happened this week. If you look at some other things that happened, you had the trade deadline in the NBA. And like I said, what a week it's been. You had the epic fail in Brooklyn. You know, you had the the, the greatest super team that never was when they put the big three together with James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving a couple years ago. Um, it, it just never worked out. I think Harden was 
the smartest of all of them. He saw the writing on the wall, asked for a trade a year and a half ago, got to the Sixers, uh, who are competing right now uh, for the Eastern Championship. So, you know, Irving and Durant, there's, there's two guys right there. Durant, obviously, um, both have won uh, a, a ring, different teams, but together, it just did not work out. You, when you're a professional franchise, ownership and management, you cannot let the inmates run the asylum. And that's what Brooklyn did, in my opinion, with these three. And as, as a result of that, they're, they're all gone. They're all gone. Uh, Irving going to Dallas to team up with Luka Doncic out there. And Duncan is going to Phoenix with you know, a bunch of all-stars out there, which is going to make the West a uh, even tougher conference to play in. So what happened? Well, if you have Kyrie Irving, you have someone who, who I think this about Irving. Number one, if you're in a, uh, a pickup game scenario and you go out and you have all the players in the NBA staying on the sideline and you have the first pick, you know who I would pick to be in my team? Kyrie Irving, first. When his head is right and he's out there playing, he's averaging 27 a game right now. Uh, when his head is right, there isn't anybody better than him. He can do it on both ends of the court. I mean, he, he can just, he's the quintessential player when he's out there playing and he wants to. The, the problem with him is you never know where his head is. You never know if he's going to show up for the game. And if he does, what kind of mood is he going to be in? So, you know, is it is it better for Brooklyn to not have him on his team right now? It doesn't appear that way right now, but I think down the road, they'll be better off by not having him there. Also think him going to Dallas, it's going to be interesting to see. Doncic isn't usually um, used to giving up the ball. I think he has it 75% of the time. The offense runs through him. He's a young kid, 22 I think he is right now. He's already getting banged up. He's missing some games because of the uh, physicality and whatnot. So I think to prolong his career, you put these two together, the relationship that Jason Kidd has with Irving, I think is going to play a, a large role in them going able to keep Irving on the straight and narrow. And, you know, when it comes right down to it, I, I think that Irving's fine with letting Doncic take the last shot, you know, penetrate, dish off, and, and find him open versus having to have Doncic create for himself as he has to in the playoffs the last several years. So, and then you have... Durant going to uh, Phoenix after the Irving deal was said and done. So he uh, packed up his bags and, and took off there. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this scenario. The, the, the trade deadline has come and gone. It was this past Thursday. And when you look at the NBA right now, you, you're going to have an NBA that looks a little bit different for the last couple months of the season. And if you look right now at the standings, we talked about LeBron, what he did this past week. Uh, but if you look at the standings, his Lakers are anywhere but in, in the playoff hunt right now. Um, 
they are 25 and, and 31. They're 13 games uh, back of, of Denver in the Western Conference. Um, and they're three or four games out of the last spot, I suppose, if you want to look at it that way. But uh, they just don't have the... Um, the desire looks out when you watch this team play. Anthony Davis, for one, when you know after LeBron scored, much was said about him not getting up and sharing for him. He said, "Oh, they were getting beat. Didn't really feel like much in the mood for being happy about something." You don't know what's going on there. I actually thought that James would have been traded to someone before the deadline, but of course that didn't happen. So we'll see. You now we have the top four teams in the West. We have Denver. Memphis, Sacramento, and Dallas right now. Those are the top four. You have the Clippers right there along with the Mavericks. Phoenix is in the sixth spot. Sure to move up with the acquisition of Durant, in my opinion. And then you have the uh, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Warriors, and uh, Trailblazers rounding out the top ten. On the eastern side of things, you know, it, it, for a long time, it's been said that the West was the better conference and whatnot. And, you know, with Durant going back there now and with Irving going back there, the happiest people, I think, because of this trade are the people in the Eastern Conference, i.e. the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers. Uh, those are teams right now. Brooklyn was 33-22 and 22, uh, before all this happened. Boston, of course, is neck and neck with Milwaukee. Milwaukee is one game behind, 38 and 17. The Sixers are right there with 34 wins, 19 losses, four games behind. Cleveland's the fourth team. Uh, we've talked about Brooklyn five and Miami is sixth. The Knicks, Hawks, Bulls, and Raptors round out the top 10 there. So as we get ready for the final couple months here of the NBA, I think you're going to see the cream rise to the top as we always do. And uh, I think the two best teams in the East are Boston and the Sixers right now. Uh, you might want to say Milwaukee, but for some reason, I think that there's been a lot of pressure put on Giannis the last couple of years, and I'm not sure he has a supporting cast to make it deep into the playoffs. We'll talk more about the NBA and the playoffs, but as for right now, I think that Boston and Philly are the top two teams in the East and in the West. Um, I'd have to go with Denver. And I'm going to hold out on my second pick right now because you do have Dallas, like I said, who's going to make a run, and Phoenix as well. So um, it will be interesting. I'll st stay uh, tuned to what's going on in the NBA. But congratulations to LeBron. Condolences to the Nets. You're in the gymnasium. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Macaulay Fine Jewelry in the heart of Brandon has some exciting news. We will soon be in a new location in order to serve our valued customers even better. But don't worry, our new location is easy to find. Just in the building behind our current location in what was formerly Carson's Optical at 201 South Kings Avenue. Same great staff, same great service and selection. And remember, now's the time to stop by our showroom and shop Macaulay Fine Jewelry for Valentine's Day for that special person in your life. That's Macaulay Fine Jewelry in the heart of Brandon. Now, now back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
College basketball fans, if it's February 11th, that means we're one day closer to March Madness. April 3rd, the champion will be crowned. Of course, the Final Four on April 1st. And then before that, you're going to have Division One's 360-plus teams fighting it out to see who gets in the tournament, where they're going to be seated, and you know, play their hearts out for a chance to go to the big dance. So, you know, if you look at the teams right now, it's not every day that you look at the um, the last four in at list and see names like North Carolina and Kentucky. So uh, then again, it's not every day that you see two of the top three winningest programs in college basketball history combined two and 15 against uh, quadrant one foes. So, you know, anything could happen. There's a lot of parity right now. As I look at the teams that are um, projected to be in and whatnot, I see, uh, I look at the conferences. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of, um, continuity, a lot of parity, like I mentioned, between the Big Ten, the Big 12. Both of those conferences have a projected eight teams to be in there. Then you have the ACC and the SEC, both uh, looking to have seven teams in there right now. So uh, it was still a long ways to go, if you will, a lot of games to go before the final brackets are released. But as it looks right now, I'm going to go with uh, break down a couple of the top. I'll look at the top eight teams, if you will. I have Purdue as a number one seed. I have Alabama as a one seed. I have Houston as a one seed, along with Arizona. Um, those teams right now, they're, they're weathering the storm. They're coming out there. Houston is in a weaker AAC conference, but uh, overall, they're, they're a very talented team. The two seeds that I have right now are UCLA, Kansas, who, by the way, is looking to be the first team to repeat since the Florida Gators did back in, I think it was 06 and 07, if I'm not mistaken. We have Tennessee and Texas as some two seeds. So, um, you know, very interesting. These these games, the conference battles will be taking place. You have a couple uh, three seeds right now. I have Kansas State, who moved up this past week. We have Baylor as a three seed. I also have... Um, Iowa State and Virginia as my other three seeds in the um, Midwestern part of the tournament. So the 68 teams, as they get ready, you have teams on the bubble as always. Um, according to my stats, I, I broke it down. I have Oklahoma State, USC, Nevada, and Boise State as the, um, the last four buys. First four out, I have Memphis, Wisconsin, Oregon, and Seton Hall as the last four out. Florida, unfortunately, is on that bubble as well, along with Wake Forest, Utah State. And um, the last four in, I have New Mexico, North Carolina, Kentucky, and A&M. So it's not often you see blue bloods like Carolina and Kentucky on that bubble for the last four in, but that is what we have this year. We'll be breaking down college basketball more and more as we go <coughs> throughout the next couple weeks. Very exciting time, probably the best time of the year in a lot of people's opinions, mine included. So uh, next week we're going to read some emails 
whether it be on the Super Bowl, whether it be on the state of the Bolts, what they're doing this, this, this coming week. We'll talk about that. The Rays may even start talking some spring training, get the bats and balls ready to go. They'll be over in Orlando for uh, a major part of, of spring training. We'll be talking about the location there, rebuilding the stadium over in St. Pete. And, you know, of course, we'll be talking about the NBA playoffs as well. So get your emails in, jimmybsports.com. Let me know what you think the score is going to be in the big game tomorrow. Again, I said 34-20. The Eagles come out on top. Would love to hear your thoughts. The number, 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com. If you want to shoot me an email that way, we'll read some emails on the show next week. We ran out of time. As always, thank you guys for making the show grow as you are. Each and every week, we're reaching out and hitting more people, and I love the comments. Again, as always, enjoy your weekend. Stay vigilant. Stay safe. Above all, stay positive. Thanks for joining the show. We'll see you next week in the gymnasium. Have a great weekend.